Welcome everyone to the Waiver Wired podcast. It is week seven of the fantasy football team. Some of us in the industry have dubbed it, you know, by Mageddon. And we're going to have lots of time to talk about that. But you may have noticed if you're watching this broadcast live, I have brought in the cream of the crop, the guest of all guests. Jake Seeley from The Athletic and also Bets Media. And, and I, you have your own podcast. I mean, like, th- th- there's so much you do, Jake. Uh, what, except sleep. Where do we find you, first of all? <laughs> first place to find you, The Athletic. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well no, I was going to say at the Twitter, at the, yeah, at the Athletic, if you want to go there, that's where all the columns are. And that's where everybody answers or asks a million comments. And I answer over a thousand a week. And this is why I get no sleep. Customers come first. And yeah, Bets TV, that's where the YouTube and the podcast is, the All in Football podcast. Fantastic. So you guys go ahead and follow Jake right now. Don't waste any time at All In Kid because apparently he loves answering questions thousands and thousands at a time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, That's what we're here for on the podcast. But um, one of the things that Jake does really well, and I've known Jake for a while now, Um, we actually even competed this year in Talent Wars, failed to complete a trade, tried to do it, but I value DJ LeMayhew higher than he did. Anyway, that's another story. Um, what One of the things that Jake does very, very well is rankings. Um, and so we're going to get to that. But very first, I just want to quickly run by um, this breaking news, Jake. Breaking news. I feel like this news breaks about once a week. Um, but breaking news is Deshaun Watson yeah. might be going to Miami. Oh, wait, wait, wait no. Breaking, breaking news. <laughs> it's actually a three-team deal. And Deshaun Watson would actually be going to Washington per uh, Houston beat writer, Cody Davis. I have to check that. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong, Cody. Um, but that is the latest, latest news. Um, so, I mean, what, what, what do we do? Drop to uh, uh, Terry McLaurin to the moon, Ricky Seals Jones, a must add. Uh, how, when you hear these things, do you even react? No. <laughs> so I had to kind of roll my eyes at it because somebody just recently posted in the comments, I guess, before that whole three-team trade popped up and they said that the rumor to the Texans was happening. What should I do? Should I go grab Watson now and drop blah, blah, blah? And I was like, this is we are, we've we've been to this path. What you said it once a week. We've been down this path legitimately like four or five times where they said a deal is close. Like this isn't the first time they said a deal is close. So if you're in a super flex or two quarterback league, I get it. And but there's still I, is he out there next week? That's the that's my question. Is like if the trade happens, I'm assuming the new team is going to play him. But I just it's such a weird situation that yeah, I get it in super flex and two quarterback leagues because top ten quarterback and yes, he would be a boost to everybody he plays with. But at the same time, I'm not going crazy. Single quarterback leagues, I'm not. You know, if it if it comes down to I have to blow my entire fab next week when it actually happens, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to throw this over to Eddie Spaghetti, my trusty sidekick and our producer over at Waiver Wired. Spaghetti, does this move the needle for you? Well, I, what's, it's kind of like what Jake was saying. Is he going to play? Like, what? What the problem with Deshaun is like a lot of people feel like he should not be allowed to play in the first sense. And the second sense is like now, depending on which team he moves to, it's like, I mean, clearly a talented player. Um, he's a, a quarterback that doesn't even need weapons to help his team succeed. But is he going to be able to pick up the offense that quickly, depending on where he goes? Is it Washington? Is it going to be Miami? Uh, and, you know, in terms of the fantasy value, like I, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure if he goes to either one of those two teams and he does play, and he picks up the offense fairly quickly. Any of those, the weapons on those both offenses will be obviously much better. But uh, I, I just, it's a very kind of gross situation. I'm not really sure what to really think about this or how 
it's the transaction will go down if it does. Well, one quarterback we are for certain is playing is uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum starting tomorrow night, Thursday night football. You know, he's actually on this line early, kind of like leaning towards Denver. And when it was three plus three and a half points, and now the line has moved all the way to to two. Uh, and I think Denver money line is only plus one oh five. But of course, now Teddy Bridgewater is questionable. Maybe they can trade for Deshaun Watson because I would love to see Cortland Sutton, my, my boy, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick's my boy. Maybe we're going to talk about him later too. Uh, Noah Fant, Gary Judy, I'll connect with Deshaun Watson. But um, let's talk a little bit about this Thursday night game, Jake. Uh, okay. Popular waiver wire ads, of course, to Ernest Johnson and Demetric Felton. Um me personally, when it first came up, I literally said to Fabiano at SA.com, like, I'm not, rep- I'm not recommending Darren Johnson. I'm just not going to do it. I can't do it. It's gross. I can't do it to anybody. And now with the case Keenum start, I actually like it even less. I mean, I know he's going to get some carries. He's the only one there, but it's a tough Denver run defense. And now they can even stack the box if they want to. Like, I just, I, I get it. If you're in a bi-week situation, maybe you right. do it, but, um, where are you with this Ernest Johnson? I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong. I know Jeff Ratcliffe loves him this week. Uh, well, I say I just did a show with Jeff, so I would say loves him, but I would say what is like a RB two slash three. So that, that's only because what you just said, though, because is it whatever by apocalypse by Mageddon by Nando or non or I almost said Nando by Nando instead of by, like shark. <laughs> Nobody by Nando. I told, by the way, he, he was totally wrong. Geno Smith did not drop 30 points. I mean, I did take Nando down that last week in our match. <laughs> I think Nando's the biggest fan of Dearness Johnson and it's still like, it's you have so to keep it in check. Look, yeah. you're right. It's a tough matchup. If it wasn't six teams on a bye, we wouldn't be talking about it. Like we'd be talking about it. I said, basically he's Devonte Booker and about a bad run defense. The one thing is they should probably run a little bit more than most. Although, as you mentioned with Case Keenum, you probably get more shots downfield. Similar to Tyler Haneke, probably going to take too many shots downfield, which might be good if Odell Beckham actually gets on the field. Who knows the wide yeah. receivers in that situation. But I, I'm with you. I think you play him as an RB3, and it's only because you're in a tough spot. Like I have him. Despite having Damian Williams in my lineup or in my rankings as he's playing, we don't know that yet. But I'm saying this to say I still have Cleo Herbert in front of Dearness uh, Johnson. Yeah. And I like that call better, too, even in a timeshare. Um, but OK, so let's let's continue on uh, the rankings dis- discussion first. And then I want to talk about how we're going to handle by apocalypse, by Mageddon, mm-hmm. by Nato. Don't buy what I'm saying. Maybe do. Um Jake, so uh, you you publish rankings every week. I think this is extraordinarily fantastic. It's something I don't do, and I admire you so much. But I happen to notice that this week you had a special set of rankings. Oh, yes. Halloween candy rankings. And uh, I want to go over some of these because (laughs) I think we need need to talk about this. Some of your projections are just simply wrong. They're just simply wrong. So tell me where. Uh, All right. First of all, how are Twix all the way down at number 15 and after uh, Swedish fish minis and nerds gummy clusters? What okay, even are nerds gummy clusters? Exactly. You can't, you cannot besmirch nerds gummy clusters until you've had them because I actually, friend of ours, Paul Spore, texted me <laughs> seeing my rave review about them on Twitter and said, you have changed my life. I'm now addicted to these things. 
They're the best things ever that nobody's ever tried. So go try the Nerds Gummy Clusters, then come back to me when you tell me that it's now... Do they taste like Nerds? Because Nerds were really hip and cool when I was a kid, and they were like the worst candy ever. No, because it's the Gummy Cluster inside. That's really... Just go try them. Trust me. Your world is going to be shaken. It's going to be rocked, and I'm going to you know, cause everybody to go into sugar comas for the rest of their lives, because I've yet to have one person come back and say, these are awful. What the hell were you saying? I, the Actually, I've never even heard somebody come back and say, oh, these are pretty good. Every single person has come back and said, this is the best candy I've never tried. I need to get more of them. So yes, go have them. And then Twix, I'm look, I said this last year and it's held over this three, four years ago. Twix were inside my top 10, no question. They did something. They changed the taste. They, I can. There's a difference and it almost like has like a fake sugary taste now. Really? And yeah, just it, it doesn't taste as good anymore. They did something to the Twix. I don't know what they did. Twix are company, injured. Yeah, <laughs> if they want to reach out and let me know what they did to them. Something changed with the Twix, and that's why they fell down my rankings. Okay, all right, I'll accept that. But where the heck is Kit Kats? Oh, Kit Kats are so Kit Kats. I did I not even put them in there this year? No, no. they're gone. Like, I, and, I, and, I, and yet we had Milky Way. Come on! And, and well, by the, the way, why is Three Musketeers not on the worst list? Uh, that's a good conversation. Well, cause did you see the worst list? Uh, can that really okay. break inside the top 10 there? I did see the worst list. I have to say, I do like Whoppers. I'm sorry. I'm a weirdo. I, I will admit that most I said overrated. Like they weren't in the worst list. They're just overrated. Okay. You, you break your teeth. Also, okay. those are like, yeah, those, no, uh, Kit Kat. I actually had in the overrated section last year and I got yelled at for it, but I said, this is why look, Kit How Kats are, mean? no, Kit Kats are good. The problem is you get zero satiation from them is that you could eat 20 and be like, I still haven't even really had a Kit Kat. Like they don't fill, I know you're not supposed to fill up on candy, but they don't satisfy your hunger at all. Like but you the, don't want that when you're doing Halloween candy. You no, want to eat like, more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> and by the way, I do agree with your take that regular M&Ms aren't, aren't that great. Peanut M&Ms yes. are superior, but peanut, peanut M&Ms butter. can also be in this list. Peanut butter M&Ms. Oh, they are excellent. I think I survived on those during college. I think I ate them for meals. No, 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 it's like take five. I actually said, so take five is really good, but take, take five is the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like, it's too filling. Like you eat two of them and you're like, okay, oh, you get that kind of feeling in your stomach. Uh, that's actually the technical term. Oh, it is this what you yeah, get in your stomach. I, I felt uh, that. Bad. No, but I love Kit Kats. They just never do anything. Like I, you eat a whole Kit Kat. You're like, did I eat anything? Yeah. And so then I eat more and I have no problem with that. Um, says my ever expanding waistline. Um, okay. Where's Halloween candy? Um, yes. most of these I do agree with. Um, I want to know if we can actually add, well, first of all, I would add three musketeers to this list because when I was a kid, if I was going around and you guys gave me three musketeers, I'm like, what is this? I'm just going to like, I'm not going to eat this. Nobody's going to eat this. I also want to say that the Snickers um, fun size is far superior to the Snickers minis. The Snickers minis are a waste of your time. I only want a fun size bar. That is the perfect Halloween candy to me. And finally, if you're the family that hands out boxes of raisins, you, you should just like go to jail. Like, it's not nice. Don't do that to kids. <laughs> Don't do it to kids. But I have to tell you, for the, what's on the worst list, I'd probably rather get raisins than some of those things. Really? Well, but, yeah, they're pretty. Like Smarties said, is one I hate. I hate Smarties. Nico wafers, like I said, is it, it, it's street chalk. Somebody broke uh, up street chalk and put it in a candy wrapper. And was like, here, eat it. <laughs> Some you want to hear something? <laughs> Last week's guest, Howard Bender, he likes all these terrible ha- Halloween candies. I give him such crap about it. Uh, he likes things like Smarties. 
<laughs> should question well, he's a psychopath is what he should he's a total psych- howard bender's a psychopath oh by the way for anybody who was wondering bobblehead bet update guess who's getting two bobbleheads oh yeah i won the bet double or nothing dfs took him down two contests in a row what bobbleheads or point. you have to decide on it but no we'll see how it works is um we did this last season with Jerry and Jerry and I played with Howard and uh, we both beat Howard. So we were both, our thing was we were going to pick a bobblehead to go on Howard's body that we would get to display like a trophy, like a war trophy. Um, But we kind of like, you know, Jerry had trouble picking out a head and then blah, 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 blah. blah. So it never happened. So I said to Howard, I said, I want to go double or nothing. And I also want a bobblehead of myself doing something cool. So I want a Howard (laughs) bobblehead and a Jen bobblehead. And he said, fine, let's go. And then I think he spent too long at a fish concert because his lineup was, I mean, mine wasn't good, but his was terrible. So uh, don't put this up on social media. You can't, <laughs> you can't see it because he's hidden back there, but I have a Bartolo Cologne bobblehead, but it actually also has the bobble belly from when he hit the home run. Oh my God. So you can bobble the belly and the head. Oh God. That's so disgusting and so perfect at the same time. Um, okay. So if you guys want to find Jake's Halloween candy rankings, such as they are, theathletic.com. You can also get your fantasy football rankings there. And and I have to say they're pretty good, whether they have ducks next to them. What is it? Duck rankings? They actually <laughs> no, have like that's, that's in the stuff? waiver column. That's one to five. That's how many worries. Well, that's so I, I, that's the ducks column. concerns. Yes. Those are ducks. Well, well we, yeah. Waivers. So, so that's a whole other problem this week. It's just, it, it's <laughs> messy out there. Um, but let's go back to, uh, Let's go back to Bimageddon. Um, I want to okay. ask you a little bit about how you deal with these bye weeks because one of the most common questions I'm getting is like, well, who can I drop? And then I'm getting these options like, you know, I don't know, Darnell Mooney and Devonta Smith. Like, I don't really want you guys to have to drop any of those guys, but I I know there's, there's tough decisions. Um, so I want to ask you, like, first of all, how you deal with drops. Um, second, uh, who is a do not drop? And finally, do you draft with bye weeks in mind? So I'll go. No, I don't draft with bye weeks in mind. Me uh, the only way that I ever get to that point, because so much changes on your roster, you know, this. Mm-hmm. everything, your roster is not going to be the same in week eight. It shouldn't be the same by week eight, unless you are a prognosticator. And then in that case, you should be in Vegas. You shouldn't be playing. But you know, your roster is going to change over. I'll split the difference if I'm making a tough decision during the draft one or two ways. If I'm not dealing with a lot of people in the same buy, I'll make sure I don't overlap too much. If I start heading down a direction where the best player has forced me now to pick up a fourth person on a week seven buy or something like that, then I'll kind of say, you know what, maybe I'll just attack week seven, have 90% of my roster for the rest of the year. And I actually did that mm-hmm. one year where about half my team was on a week nine buy. And, and you just decided to give up that week. So that was, that was the, that was the only loss I had that year. And I'm yeah. not saying it's going to work out that well every single year, but that's the, and of course, if you're playing best ball, you only draft one quarterback. You don't want your second quarterback to have the same bye week that that's the only case where I ever pay attention to buys for the rosters and all this. I've seen the same thing. There's questions in the rankings about, you know, I need to drop blah, blah. blah and people are, need to drop Alex Collins. And obviously we don't know if he's playing yet, but you know, if he's started, there's no way you can drop Alex Collins, stuff like that. It's the same thing uh, I kind of told you that I wanted to speak to you about it as well is your roster construction in general is mm-hmm. I've been railing the past couple of weeks about never having too much running back depth because I see a lot Agreed. of people ask the question. They're like, well, Daryl Henderson is my third running back. I'm starting in my flex. Should I trade him for, you know, 
Devontae Adams, but then the next running back up is like A.J. Dillon. Like, it's a backup. Like, you can't do that to your running backs. Look at everybody right now and what they're dealing with that could change in one week. And that comes into this conversation of the same thing as if you're going to do this, you trade and get a running back back. You also don't want to drop somebody that can inherently just help the other teams you're facing. So make trades. Like if if you're going, and I know like, oh, it's tough to trade in my league. You can overpay. You can overpay to the point where the person can't help but say yes. It's better than just letting Devontae Smith, as you mentioned, go for free. Go give them to another team because they're going to pick them up for free anyway. So go right. give them to that team and at least get some value back. Even if you're even if you're only going from DeAndre Swift to Joe Mixon and you threw in Devontae Smith, yeah, that stinks because that's a massive overpay, but you just didn't give away Devontae Smith to a team for free. So that's how I feel too. And I've been getting these questions a lot. First of all, I had this question on SiriusXM last week. Someone was asking about trading a running back because he had like three. And I was like, you've got to be joking me. You have three good running backs. You don't go anywhere. So you can get like an okay wide receiver. You can pick up a wide receiver to stream. That's not so difficult. There's a lot more of those guys out there. They're going to be valuable for you. And also someone asked me also about drop. Should I drop Zach Moss or uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Mitchell. And I was like, you don't drop either of them if you can help it. Why don't you trade them? You got to, somebody needs Zach Moss or Eli Mitchell because that's the situation they're in. And I had some specific ones I wanted to just ask you. Just rapid fire. Just tell me where you would go, okay? You only get one of these two. Ready? You have to drop. Wait, wait. Rankings or who to drop? Who to drop. Okay. Okay? You you have to. You are back against the wall. This is a game. Okay. Um. Drop Devonta Smith or Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Wow. That's pretty easy. Also, Can he's banged up it? now on top of it. I know. Look, it's it, horrible. It's where we're at. Justin Fields just coming off his quote unquote best game, and it was still not that great. It's so horrible. Okay, Kadarius Tony or Allen Robinson. Tony. Drop Tony. Yeah. Yeah, he's hurt. Oh, yeah. He's missing at least week seven. Shepard's back. Yes, and granted, yeah, Tony looked pretty good before he got hurt. And But now Slayton's back. Kenny Galladay, if not back this week, is back next week. It's just going to be tough for targets on that team. Okay, Darnell Mooney or Allen oh. Robinson? <laughs> Allen Robinson. Drop because, Robinson. I know he's less he, targets. Comes, I know. Well, here's what it comes down to, Jen. It's like if they both caught four passes, who's going to have more yards? it's likely to be a Darnell Mooney. So that's where you go with it. I know. It's so gross. All right. Uh, Michael <laughs> Pittman or T.Y. Hilton? Ah. Uh, it's hard. That is hard. I'm dropping T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, because the injury risk? Injury risk. And he's basically, it's Devontae Smith. You can go four for 90 or you can turn around and get two for 35. Okay. Uh, Sterling Shepard or Kadarius Tony? We actually already answered that yeah, one. Yeah, Tony's, yeah. That's All right. Answer. You only get one. This is so gross. Can't believe we're even asking these questions. Cordero Patterson or Mike Davis? Mike Davis. Drop Davis? Yeah. I, I can't. I can't believe we're here. On I this. know. Like, I have Cordero Patterson inside my top fifteen running backs this week, and I'm like, what the hell is going Such on? Such a good matchup. But, but the only thing is, like Mike Davis, the volume is still there. He's still being used. But really, what comes down to is he still looked uninspiring. And I was a Mike Davis preseason. I was a Mike Dov- volume, and that's the only reason I liked him. Similar to Miles Gaskin, who's not getting the volume. But if Mike Davis starts heading down the Gaskin road, and all of a sudden Wayne Goldman starts getting involved, that's why Cordell Patterson's role is surprisingly set. Surprisingly, uh, okay. Eli Mitchell or Trey Sermon? You only get Sermon. To keep one. Drop Sermon. Uh, yeah, I agree. Mitchell's. Hey. I, this is coming from somebody who said, look, Trey Sermon, 
looks better with a quarterback not under center, just like he was in college. And then he just had that game with Trey Lance. And I was like, all right, he <laughs> saw enough, that being Shanahan, saw enough that Sermon at least gets a share, a 60-40 split, 40 going to the... He got one touch. <laughs> Shanahan, Shanahan's finally told us the truth. Shanahan has told us, Mitchell is my guy. <laughs> Mitchell's the guy. All right, Mitchell or Hasty? Mitchell, holding on to Mitchell, dropping Hasty. Holding on to Mitchell. Ramondre Stevenson or Brandon Bolden? Stevenson. Holding Steve, him. Yeah, hold Stevenson. Devontae Booker or Ernest Johnson? Ah, holding Booker. Johnson's a one-week play. hate Booker, though, this week. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like right. Did you really like Booker last week? No, I didn't. I didn't. I told people, don't start still, him. Okay. Still mid-20s. Here's a really, really important one. This is really important. Your entire career is resting on this. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. This is it. Make it or break it. You got to get the answer right. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard? <laughs> oh, I'm dropping Zeke. You know that. Tony Pollard <laughs> should have had this job for the entire year. I can't believe people thought I was serious with that back then. No, they really do. Like, they, you are getting, like, it's hysterical. Like, I swear half the time my Twitter feed is about people giving you crap about uh, Zeke and Pollard. So if you guys missed I it, I don't know if you want to give the background, but sometimes uh, sarcasm and uh, is missed. Gets missed. I, I, thought, I could not think it was more clear than that. For the quick version of it, I essentially, so this started, what was it, week two or three? Because it started when everybody was like, oh, Tony Pollard should be getting more carries than And that's where it started. And then in that game, something happened. I don't remember what happened, but I was like, oh, Tony Pollard would have scored on that. And then it just snowballed from there. And where it snowballed to is I started turning him into basically Chuck Norris. I was like, you know, <laughs> he could take a cow, split him in half and grill the steaks on his thighs. Like, I, I don't know how much more clear about sarcasm you can get, you know? So we went down that road for the entire game that night. And then people, I guess, only remembered the football side of it. I don't know. I had people legitimately coming back to me this past week being like, oh, you want to take that back about Pollard being better than Zeke? Like, So to be clear, drop Zeke, keep Pollard, right? Oh, yeah. Pollard could do what Zeke's doing on one leg. Absolutely. No problem. And he can probably even do it on bye. You may as well start him this week. Oh, that's a really good point. I agree with it's you. So good. Um, I do like Pollard, you guys out there for a flex play, but um, obviously Zeke is the guy there, and we, we've been saying that all season. So if, if you haven't if traded Derek, Hen- if you haven't traded Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara to get Tony Pollard, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're totally doing it wrong. Um, okay, just a few more quick questions. I know we got to get you out of here because you're a busy, busy guy. Any high concern players that are you know you're giving him one more week, and then that's it. <laughs> Can we bring Alan Robinson back into this? Yeah, Alan Robinson. I, I feel like this entire podcast has been about Alan Robinson and Odell Beckham Jr. Like for every every episode, because these two are the two that are just total head scratchers to me. They are. Uh, Odell Beckham. I was, you, you didn't mention that one. I would actually drop Beckham before I dropped Alan Robinson. You would? Mostly. Okay. Yeah, because Jarvis Landry's coming back. I don't think it doesn't make sense to bring him back tomorrow night. Um, you know, mm-hmm. especially with the actual layup. But Landry's been the only consistent option in that game. So I would drop Beckham first for one more week. I'll tell you this. I'm giving him – he's already falling into streaming conversation. And if this isn't the week in his quarterback, but if this isn't the week that Tannehill can put up a top 10 performance with six teams on by, Tannehill may just be done usable this year because 
I mentioned this on my podcast. I said he's not really that much different from the Tannehill we saw last year. And we expected better because he had Julio as his number two versus A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. So we expected it to take a step forward. If nothing else, be equal. But the biggest problem is that he's been so less efficient on the touchdowns. He's essentially the same. It's just the touchdowns aren't there. So if Tannehill can't do it this week in the matchup, I think you could just go out there and you know go back to picking up Daniel Jones, as much as we just saw the miserableness of Daniel Jones, at least you get some of those 20-point games on like Tannehill this year. Yeah, and a little bit of a rushing floor from Daniel Jones too, which is interesting. Um, yeah, if it's for those who aren't looking at the schedule for this week, they are facing, uh, Tannehill's facing Kansas City Chiefs, and Kansas City Chiefs have surrendered the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So if he can't make good on it this week, and of course, you know, they've also surrendered a whole lot of fantasy points to running backs, and Derrick Henry just doesn't stop. So it could backfire. It could not work for Tannehill, but um, I'm debating starting between him and Derek Carr in a league. And it's actually, you know, I'm, I'm going Tannehill, but he might let me down. This could end up, Derek Carr could be the answer. You never know. They could be back to back. It's interesting to see the use of Derek Carr last week is they opened it up a little bit more, mostly with Brian Mm -hmm. Edwards being on the field. Brian Edwards actually second most snaps for the first time this year behind only Darren Waller. So he was on my waiver wire list this week. Did you have him on your list? Yep. A yep. deeper one, yeah. This yep. it could be. Yeah, Hunter and Renfro could be getting phased out. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that has one last shot. Uh, Eminem, one chance. Is uh, you know Playing what? M&Ms. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Eminems, I'll say this: the, you go back to the Mike Davis situation. If there's yep. any signs where, like, if he just only gets. 10 carries this week. Oh my God, get the panic time. Like I would even, if you can, and I know nobody's really paying much, but maybe this is where you take advantage of the people on the buys. Go look at teams that are trying to fill it in and plugging in Ronald Jones is their RB2 or Le'Veon Bell. Go look at them. And even if you don't get much for Mike Davis, you know, maybe you can go get Allen Robinson. I've actually seen Mike Davis trade for Allen Robinson because that's where we're at now. Uh, That (laughs) I would get out from underneath Mike Davis before it's too late, before there's potentially zero value. It's pretty, I, it, I'm sorry, guys. I just got distracted, but Jordan Alvarez just hit a solo home run in the top of the second in the ALCS. Okay, back to football. Um, <laughs> what? One other quick question. Kenyon Drake, were you at all, I noticed that he's still available in like 47% of leagues. I have zero shares. I've not been interested in Kenyon Drake, but I was a little bit interested that he finally got back into the game plan on Sunday. And I'm wondering, do you think, no John Gruden, that maybe there is some deep value for Kenyon Drake somewhere? Mostly because of something that happens to Josh Jacobs again. Right. That's why. Yeah. So I, I put Peyton the, Barber seems like the handcuff for Josh. But Jacobs. that's what I'm saying. He might not be anymore. Right. And, and, and it was only six touches. He's not going to score two touchdowns <laughs> on six touches every single week. Probably not going to score one touchdown on six touches every single week. But I'll say he's at least interesting back in the conversation of if you have the room. And you might not because it's six teams on a bye. But if you have the room to stash him, before I said he's completely off the radar because right. he wasn't being even involved when they were down. And as you mentioned, Peyton Barber was the next person up. But we don't know if that's the case with the new coaches system. So maybe that little bit of use that he got last week is pointing to that Kenny Drake could be more involved. So yeah, I'll go stash it again because we we started this show talking about Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson. <laughs> If nothing else, that should tell you, like, just go get running backs, even if they look like nothing out there. I mean, I'd be stashing Carlos Hyde 
and Malcolm oh, I was Brown telling everyone to pick up Mark Ingram this week. Come on, lock and load Mark Ingram. Oh, That's God, where Mark we are. Ingram, it's it's disgusting. Um, but anyway, uh, Jake, we wish you all the luck in your week seven bye weeks. Um, I'm sure you don't need it because I'm sure that you have perfect roster construction as you preach. Uh, to, <laughs> perfect. I had to I have Tony Pollard at every single position. <laughs> Tony Pollard, the secret weapon. Uh, tell everybody where we Guess can find appearance. you one more time. Guest appearance by Barkley. Come here, Barkley. Here <gasps> here hey, Barkley. <laughs> you guys, if you want a really good follow, go to Instagram and follow Jake because <laughs> it's, it's like, basically a Barkley account. <laughs> it's, it's 90% <laughs> Saquon Barkley. I don't have any friends or family. I just have Barkley. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You should definitely follow him there because uh, Barkley is, uh, she's a scene stealer. There we go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what were you asking me? Oh, I was just asking uh, where everybody can find you. Oh, yeah. At All In Kid, at The Athletic. That's where these articles we're talking about are. Uh, hey, because you mentioned the best TV. I, I guess I could technically do this. If not, oh, well, too late. If you want a free first month at The Athletic, you can go to theathletic.com slash TV. All capitals, B-E-T-E-S-T-V, but it's all capitals. And the first month is free. So there you go. If you haven't checked just, out The Athletic. I want to say, I know a lot of people have trouble with the paywall and I get it, but I subscribe and I pay for The Athletic and it is worth every single penny. It's nothing. If I didn't even work there, just what? clicking on articles and not having to deal with the like those new the, the new ads that like scroll with you now like I, I can't even do that on sites anymore like I, even if I didn't work for the athletic I'd be like nah, I'm so, I'm signing yeah up no, it's it's, it's, it's like what a couple bucks a month and I'll, I've given it away as gifts I'm not even joking because I think it's nice. so nice to give someone not to have to, <laughs> not to, have to deal with that <laughs> anyway uh, Jake thanks so much for joining us um, have a great week good luck in your bye weeks and hopefully we can talk to you again sometime soon. Sounds good. That was Jake Seely at The Athletic, also on Bets Media TV. He is one of the best in the biz. Be sure you give him a follow at All In Kid, A L L I N K I D. Spaghetti. Should we talk waiver wire? Let's do it. Let's get into it. I I, I did one quick thought. Uh, yeah. Jake, Jake did bring it up and you guys talked about it for a bit. Uh, and we were talking on the earlier episode of minus three this week and uh, with Sal before um, after extra points is wrapping up and this Browns uh, TNF game, the, the Browns Broncos game and Sal's yes. big streaks in the line. And we talked to uh, ad nauseum about Odell Beckham Jr. And I made the statement into which they agreed uh, in the office that at injured Baker Mayfield versus the Broncos. Like I felt, I felt more confident in picking the Broncos with an injured uh, Baker. Now the case Keem's playing, we've seen backup quarterbacks kind of, you know, ignite this spark. Geno Smith just did it a few weeks back where they have stretches of really good play. And I, case Keem has kind of proven himself in the league that he could get a win if, if need be, if the things are right on, on his surrounding offense, I, I, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like uh, the game plan for them may be like, we're going to, you know, Baker just does not target Odell. Maybe Case Keenum is like, hey, I'm the backup quarterback. Odell, we know what he could do. He used to be an elite wide receiver. Let's target the crap out of him and see what happens this game. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's kind of my thought no, process. I mean, I, I don't I don't hate that at all. I think that Odell could definitely be in the game plan with Case Keenum because of the way Case Keenum plays, as you said, though. Right. I have to say that my inside sources in Las Vegas have said to me that OBJ is not playing. So we don't oh. know. Right. Um, but that is kind of a little bit of the scuttlebutt I got. That's a really cool thing to say for ladies, right? Scuttlebutt. Anyway, um, that's what I heard. So I don't think he's going to be playing. Um, 
You're right. And of course you're right. Backup quarterbacks can't come in and ignite a spark. I'm still taking Denver though in this game Same. because you know, yeah. I don't think the Cleveland secondary has been so bad. Did you see how those Arizona receivers just running wide open and then yeah. what you're going to lean? Okay. They're built for the run game. So you're going to lean on two running backs who have had a total combined three carries all year behind a beat up O-line. I just can't, I can't do it. And what's really exciting guys is, um, I was actually going rogue and picking Denver money like yesterday when I was writing up the game. Um, so I sent that over to SI Sportsbook along with Noah Fant for a touchdown. They parlayed it, boosted the bet plus 650. Wow. Which was crazy because at that point they hadn't even announced Case Keenum. So um, it, it, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Because we're in the same, Denver we're in the same is now page. not so underdog. No, uh, no, no. I think I think right. they have a real good shot to win. If Teddy's, you know, I know he's banged up a little bit, but if he plays, Von, Von <laughs> yeah. Miller's fired up. But, but like, talk about injuries. Like, I mean, Cleveland probably has the most amount of injuries in the whole NFL, right? I mean, right. every position I mean, it seems like. It could be Drew Locke. It's true. You yeah. never know. But even still, I think that they still have the advantage because they have a, a nice tight defense, allowing only about 18 and a half yeah. points per game. Got a doubt. So, yeah, anyway, so I'm glad we talked about that a little bit. Uh, waiver wire picks. Um, you know, I was really kind of higher on Donovan Peoples-Jones when I knew it was going to be Baker Mayfield. And now I am a little bit nervous about that Donovan Peoples-Jones pick. Uh, but if no OBJ, I think you're probably still rolling with it on the short uh, week um, in, with a heavy bye week. So quarterbacks I like, we'll just go through them really quickly. Um, you can also get this video uh, on my wide receivers that I did with the guys at Against all odds, too, if you want to just find a short video clip. But for quarterbacks, Tua, Jameis, Mac Jones, those three have good matchups, and you can probably stream them easily. Uh, for running backs, of course, Johnson and Felton, who we talked about, who I really don't like, but you just could be in that situation. J.D. McKissick is someone I really do like. 19 fantasy points last week. They, we know they use him in third and long. We know he's the two-minute drill guy. Antonio Gibson did not practice today, Wednesday. This should be a negative game script for uh, Washington versus Green Bay. So I really like J.D. McKissick, and he's available in about, you know, more than 50% of leagues, which blows my mind. Um, Ramonde Stevenson, which we just talked about. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Tim Patrick. Okay, uh, we were just talking about the Cleveland secondary. Tim Patrick, of course, Sutton is like, of course, you're going to play Sutton. But Tim Patrick, someone on the wire uh, that has a really good chance this week. He's already found the end zone three times. They've surrendered nine touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. I like Tim Patrick this week. He's a great way to He's He's just giving you a solid floor every single week. Christian Kirk is still out there. Marquez Callaway, great matchup for New Orleans this weekend uh, versus Seattle. Um, who we got Brian Edwards, who we briefly mentioned with Jake, love him Rashad Bateman, uh, really, really, uh, used on Sunday. Um, Ricky seals Jones at tight end once again in a smash spot, Anthony Burks, Berkser, um, actually in a really good spot as well this week. And then you can always, if you really need something deep, Disley or Dwelly, um, and looking ahead, just quickly going over some starts before we check in with Eddie on his teams and get to questions. Starts for the week for me. We are going to try Ryan Tannehill. Matt Ryan is one. I, I would start Teddy Bridgewater uh, if he goes. Um, Kyler and Jameis. So that's giving you a range because I'm assuming, you know, a lot of you are going to have Dak on by. You're going to have Josh Allen on by. Running backs, Darrell Henderson, Cordarrell Patrick. Cordero Patterson, we talked about. Alvin Kamara, must start. Chuba Hubbard, 
uh, Josh Jacobs, wide receiver Ridley. You got to You got to keep playing him. Sutton and Patrick, as I mentioned, T.Y. Hilton, uh, if he goes, Debo, Samuel, DJ Moore must start this week. Also like Brandon Cooks. Tight end, Goddard, Ertz in his debut, even though I said on the podcast I don't love Ertz and his long line of pass catchers. This particular spot, really good for him, and it's his debut versus Houston. Pitts, uh, Hunter Henry again, and uh, and uh Ross Dwelly, who we talked about. So there we are. All right, Eddie, how are you doing? Are you winning your leagues? What's going on? Three straight losses for my main team. Uh, start off three and oh, three and three. Ah. But, but I got a, uh, I'm, I'm versus the last uh, place team this week. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm getting some guys. I'm actually not getting ruined by the bye weeks like other uh, managers are. I'm getting some some guys back. I'm very excited that Jake's high and Cordell Patterson have him. Calvin Ridley's coming back. Hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm loving this Matt Stafford. Well, last week, Stafford beat up on my Giants, which is fine. But Stafford, I have this week uh playing Old his old team. Narrative. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be great i like so uh aaron jones's matchup green bay versus uh washington football team's defense has been pretty poor uh you know the odell beckham thing's a question mark probably don't want to start him but for the most part feeling feeling all right about the team if and especially uh hunter henry who i mentioned a few shows back too if he's keeping his thing up a tight end that was a nice sure. little fine i had so uh, i'm feeling okay i should get a, a win go back above 500 and things will get back on track yeah i i absolutely I think you're going to be back on track. You're going to be fine. That's part of it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's ebbs and flows of the seasons. We all know with Mm -hmm. injuries or bye weeks or just, you know, you know, uh, sometimes, sometimes early in the week, like, you know, watching your red zone and then you see uh, the backup of the backup of the backup scoring. And like, this doesn't do anyone good. It just, sometimes you deal with that. And my, you know, my team is, Everyone's team had those weeks where some guy just put up five points, 10 points. You're not going to win games like that. But it's uh, that's why fantasy is a, uh, you know, 15, 16 week uh, long season. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will we'll get through together uh, with the help of of, uh, of your advice and Jake's advice and all the wonderful guest advice. So we listen and we will uh, adjust in season. Yeah, we will. We're going to try to keep bringing on the best of the best in the fantasy football industry for the podcast each week so we can get. Lots of different opinions in here, lots of different strategies, and and uh, we're going to help everybody win. It doesn't matter if you're 6-0 and or you're 0-6. Uh, we're going to help you win these leagues. So we are also here at all times. You can send me a message. You can tweet me at Jen Piacenti. I really try, and I think I probably get to most, uh, answer every question. I think I get to at least 90% of them every once in a while. I, I miss one and someone tweets me again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I answered this in my head, but didn't type it. So we'll try to always get back to you. Um, we're, so let's go to some questions now. Uh, but first, before we do that, let's talk about, guys, don't forget, do you want to play with us? And you know you want to play with us. Go to extrapoints.com slash arcade and pick games with us. We had a fantastic week last week. I think I got 10 of them right. I was so mad about Buffalo on Monday night and their stupid decisions because I was like, oh, we're going to get overtime. I'm still going to win this one. Not so much. Um, so lost that one. thought I was going to have 11. I, and, uh, you guys Jen, I got to I, I gotta tell you, I, I would have won. I would have been in the winner's circle for the NFL picks. Um, and I somehow, and this is the, the one screw up I had was I don't remember picking. I tweeted about this. I don't remember picking the Giants versus the Rams. I remember going really on. No, no, no. I remember going on. Uh, I think it was against all odds earlier in the week. And I was saying to, to Sal in the D3, I was like, they're going to get, if Andrew Thomas is not healthy, they're going to get dominated. I think like the Rams are going to destroy. And I was right. And then for some right. reason, when we're, 
we I went on extrapoints.com slash arcade and I just blacked out. I just had a memory loss. I clicked the Giants. If I had that one more victory, I would have been the winner circle. I, I would have got my my gold hat. But uh, playing again this week, and we have some a new fun one, um, a Halloween edition for a prop culture. Got our typical NFL prop quiz, college pick them, uh, ALCS and NLCS prop quiz, and of course, uh, you know the regular NFL. So we got all those prop uh quizzes up there on extrapoints.com slash arcade sign up is free just name and email and uh, you'll win a hat which i almost had yeah do it it's lots of fun um plus you get to see our floating head picks every week and track what we're doing too and how we're doing um all right let's jump into some questions let's help everybody out all right, let's do it. Thanks again, everyone. Uh, just keep tweeting at Jen P. Chansey at Edward O. Murphy at Extra Points Pod. Um, thank you for all those who tweeted at us. Uh, first question is, uh, this is from George. Hi, Jennifer. What defense would you rather have, Arizona or Tampa Bay? I would rather have Arizona this week. All right, moving on here. Bye week blues. Uh, if Odell Beckham is uh, active, do you start him or Felton? Thinking Denver shuts down OBJ, so leaning Felton as a low floor, medium ceiling type sort of wild card. Okay, so this really depends on your roster. Um, I really don't want you to have to start either of them. Um, <laughs> Um, but I, I, if if Odell, if Odell Beckham Jr. is active, I've got to start Odell Beckham Jr. I cannot go to somebody who's lined up a few times at wide receiver and not had a single carry and expect him to outperform Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. still seeing the majority of the snaps, even though he hasn't been getting the looks. He's been on the field. And as you mentioned, Eddie, with Case Keenum, maybe he gets that shot. So I would start Odell Beckham Jr. if he goes. If he doesn't, then sure, try Felton. Uh, we've got a question here from Gary, uh, also sticking with the Browns. How far does the Ernest Johnson stock rise this week with Chubb potentially out and Keenum starting a quarterback? Also, this is a two-parter. Does Trey Sermon finally get more opportunities after the bye week? Yeah, so we kind of, uh, in, you know, inadvertently answered these in the first part of the pod, and I agree with Jake on both of these. Um, yeah, I guess his his stock rises in that he's a, a living, breathing person with a pulse. But, you know, Dearness Johnson has had three carries this year. Um, last year, he was in a similar spot. He had an okay game versus Dallas. Um, he's really yet to do anything at the NFL level that's super impressive. And we're talking about a Denver run defense that's actually really, really good. So I'm not super high on him. That being said, it's bye weeks and you may need to start him. But I don't really think that like the difference between Baker and Keenum it is anything, if anything, it actually brings him down more to me because Denver could just, I don't know, stack the box if they're not worried about Keenum. So I just don't, I don't love it, but I understand that we're in a situation where that may have to happen. As far as Sermon, no, I don't think he, I mean, yeah, he'll get more than one opportunity, but I'm not that excited about Sermon. You've got Jermichael Hasty coming back. You've got Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back. And it does seem as though Mitchell is the guy that's more popular with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, this one's a funny one here from the uh, the one arm drummer. Uh, in an effort to avoid getting my heart ripped out every week at the last possible moment, should I uh, via waiver wire and trade simply stream as many Monday Night Football players as possible every week? <laughs> I feel your pain. So you have that that late hammer. Um, you know that's hilarious. Uh, I would love to tell you yes, and maybe you have to follow your heart and do it. But problem is this little thing called COVID, and as soon as you do that half your Monday night streamers are going to end up on the COVID list because it's Murphy's law. 
Uh, right. So we're trying to avoid Murphy's law right now. And you're going to Murphy's law yourself right back into it. So uh, come to us with questions if you have them. Um, uh, but that is hilarious. I wish I wish that could work out for you. Yeah, that's funny stuff there, though. Well, the Browns are the hot topic. So another question here from uh, El Tibron is Donovan Peoples-Jones startable, I'm guessing, assuming if OBJ is out. I think it just depends on um, what your situation is. Yeah, he's startable. I mean, he saw two touchdowns, 101 yards last week. He looked great. Um, and he was getting the attention from Baker. It's been two weeks in a row now that he's been getting the attention again. You know, if OBJ is out, yeah. I uh, still don't love him. He's still not someone I have super high up there, but we're talking by weeks. And so it just depends on your situation. This question coming in from Jamie, if you had to drop one because someone coming off the IR, would it be uh, Callaway, Mooney, or Bateman in a PPR league? I also have Goddard on IR, but when he's off, I have to drop somebody. So basically dropping Goddard uh, to keep Goddard, which of the three, Callaway, Mooney, or Bateman, would you keep? It's really hard. <laughs> I want you to be able to keep all of them. Um, if I had to pick only one to drop, I would pick Rashad Bateman because I'm not sure that we have proven that a third pass catcher in Baltimore will get enough work to be worth it. So I'm counting Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews ahead of him. Also, Sammy Watkins could come back. I wish you could keep Rashad Bateman because of the talent and the skill and all of that. But Mooney is, is the clear number one in Chicago. And um, who was the other guy? It was uh, Mooney, Callaway, and Rashad Bateman. Callaway. Callaway is the clear number one in New Orleans. And Michael Thomas he keeps getting pushed back. All right. Uh, we have a question coming from Kevin. I'm in a tough spot this week because of the buys. I need to start two of these three. Would it be Dernest Johnson, J.D. McKissick, or Mecole Hardman? Ooh, that's hard. Um, J.D. McKissick, I really like. And I think you probably go Dernest Johnson for the floor. And if you want to, if you need to swing for the fences, then go Hardman. Uh, we got a trade uh, offer. Hey, Jen, would you trade Antonio Gibson for Eli Mitchell? I would not, just because Eli Mitchell's backfield can get more crowded. Uh, Antonio Gibson, if he's healthy, he still leads the backfield. And we know what the split is. Eli Mitchell, we just don't even know what the split is. It could go four ways. Uh, we have a two-parter here from Amit. Uh, first part, should I pick up uh, Devontae Freeman or Ramondre Stevenson for Jamal Williams? Mm. You could pick up um, not Devont- Devonta Freeman. No way. I would definitely rather have Williams. But uh, Ramondo Stevenson might be smart uh, because he's clearly the one in line after Damian Harris. So, um, yeah, I would do it if you're safe at running back. If, if you're safe at starting running backs, sure. Uh, oh, I said two parts. Actually, a three parter. Uh, any value in a Marlon Mack stash with hopes of him getting traded? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I just think it's outthinking it too much. We've been talking about Marlon Mack getting traded now since like what last season? It hasn't happened, but certainly you can. But you know, like we thought Le'Veon Bell was going to be great after he was traded and that didn't work out. So even a trade doesn't guarantee much. So if, if you have the room, sure. But with bye weeks, it seems like a tricky time to be able to do that. And the last part of uh, his question was, uh, I have Chris Carson. Please tell me I'm not crazy to pick up Rashad Penny and stash my R just in case he clicks. Uh, that's not crazy. If you want to do that, I, I don't, I, 
I don't think Rashad Penny's going to be the guy, but it's certainly not crazy. And it's, it's, it's a good stash. All right. We got uh, down to our last two, some familiar faces. First one from uh, Moan does a great job helping us out here at extra points on the social team. He has Michael Thomas in his one IR spot, but also has Jarvis Landry and Russell Wilson on his bench on the IR. Do I drop any of them? I only have five bench spots. Michael Thomas in your one IR spot. And you also have Jarvis and Russ on the bench on the IR. Mm, I don't. Here's the thing. You, you can't drop Jarvis because he's going to be back in like a week and he's going to be good. I don't think you can drop Russ because he was at freaking practice this week. The man's insane. Um, and if you've stashed Michael Thomas this long, you can't drop. I mean, personally, I'm not an advocate for Michael Thomas. I look, he's already getting pushed back. Like I've not been in the Michael Thomas you know, side. Um, but if you've had him this long, I don't see how you drop him. What you could do maybe is, uh, I don't know, maybe you can trade him for, to somebody and then cut somebody else. So you at least get value for Michael Thomas. But I think you probably just have to stand pat. And our uh, last question here from our pal, Dave Damashek asking who to start a quarterback for his team, Matt Ryan or Trey Lance. Matt Ryan, the Matt Ryan matchup this week versus uh, Miami is just too good. They've surrendered the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this year. We saw him look pretty good in London. He's rested. So I'm going Ryan. All right. Well, it's another really good week of questions. Double digits. So good job by uh, our listeners and tweeters and followers. Yeah, thanks everybody for sending in those questions. Continue to send them in. We'll continue to answer them. In the meantime, um, I'm going to have a DFS video out for you guys this weekend. And, um, you know, just to update you one more time on the bobblehead bet, extra points beat Howard Bender, um, who helped somebody win a million dollars. So that means we're next to help somebody win a million dollars, right? We're going to have a, we're going to have a Millie maker winner. I feel it coming this week with our DFS video, which will be out this weekend. So we're going to have you with your DFS plays. Don't forget to go over to extrapoints.com slash arcade. Enter to play with us. Um, we pick the games every week. As Eddie told us, we have college football. We have a Halloween one. We have an LCS. If you're into the baseball, like myself, and, and it's a lot of fun. So if you guys have any more questions before you set your lineups, don't hesitate to tweet them to us at extra points at Edward L. Murphy at Jen Piacenti. And we will be here to help you dominate your fantasy football leagues. In the meantime, thanks again to Jake Seeley. You can find him over at the athletic on Twitter at all in kid. And thanks to my producer, you guys, you have no idea how cool Eddie spaghetti is. He has the best most positive outlook all the time, always a can do attitude and lots of fun. And he's pretty damn smart at this football thing too. So even though he's a Yankees fan, just kidding. Yeah. Positive despite the Yankees and the giants and and the Knicks are tipping off tonight. So that's going to go sour as always. So somehow positive. Yeah. Well, you and Jerry can can sit around and get your Knicks. (laughs) We're going to get Jerry on the pod. All right, everybody have a great week. Enjoy the football. Thank you.